Union of the Unwanted back August 28, 2023. Ricky, take it away. What's up? Thanks for joining us. Another live stream. Remember, if you want to watch these episodes live, follow us on Rockfin, their live stream there every other Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, eventually, they're put on our Odyssey channel, so make sure to subscribe to that channel. And even though these are live streamed as premium, eventually they are free. So uh, make sure to follow us on Rockfin. And the audio is out and available everywhere. So definitely do that. And uh, another great episode, another uh, episode that's going to have people jumping in and out. And I'm sure some some people jumping in late and whatnot. But we're going to talk as we speak, of course. And uh, Monica's joining us. And um, we're going to talk about the Hawaii fires, why it's important, all the little theories that have been going around about what happened and or what didn't happen. And uh, basically the bigger picture also why it happened. And uh, so I don't know who wants to jump in first, if anybody has a theory that, you know, they might want to share with the listeners first. And then we'll kind of expand uh, on that and, and jump into other related topics. Anybody want to jump in first? Let's start in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You want to start here? Let's get a yeah. sandals. Yeah. Hi, let's get a sandals on the ground report there. Let's start in Sea World because of yeah, Aloha, yeah. Um, thanks for having me, guys. I'm super stoked to be here. Uh, my name is Shelby. Uh, I am the founder of Unjected, the platform for people who refused the bio weapon. Uh, but Scott was the one who invited me here today. So um, yeah, I'm actually boots on the ground here in Maui. I've lived here for. 10 years. I'm originally from Idaho. Uh, so from like a very small country town. Uh, but when I first came to Maui, I lived uh, in Lahaina on Front Street. I worked on Front Street for about five years. So I'm very familiar with, with the area, with, with everything that was destroyed, um, the people that were there. And I can tell you like I mean, I mean, obviously there's no certainty, but I feel, in my opinion, that this was the most nefarious, um, you know, domestic attack or, you know, people would not call America, uh, excuse me, Hawaii part of America. So maybe even just an attack on, um, you know, the Hawaiian country. So, yeah, no, I, I'm going to say that I have lots of theories that I could dive into, but uh, well, maybe, hands we, down, maybe we'd this ask is you, not natural. Not maybe natural. we could ask you a few questions. Um, yes. Like, for instance, you know, the mainstream report is that it's uh, possibly due to down power lines because of the power company and or, you know, climate change. But what do the average person that you know, your neighbors, friends, family who are living there, what do they think is uh, behind this? Well, so honestly, like the temperature right now is like a little debated, you know, there people are torn and even, you know, people that were, you know, pro medical freedom or uh, against the, the vaccine thing, you know, they're coming to this and saying, oh, maybe this is a natural disaster. Maybe it was power lines. Um, the morning that it happened really early that day, around 7 a.m., there was a fire due to a downed power line that somebody has on on camera. Uh, however, they said that this fire was contained. And so that was really early on in the day. So as far as the the flare up or how the afternoon got reignited, uh, you know, I, I don't believe it was power lines that were still active because they had been de-energized. 
So this would have had to have been the hot spot that they had left, which they did do, uh, or, you know, just straight arson at this point. I've got lots of ideas of what it could be. Yeah. Well, people were, they were prevented from leaving, right? There's a lot of yeah. blockages. Uh, some places the water was turned off. Um, mm-hmm. How you find water in Hawaii, right? That'd be hard, right? I'm kidding. Um, and uh, yeah, the water was off. The kids were sent ho- home, right? That was another thing that people talked about. Uh, yeah. There was just tons of, of weird, unusual things going on. We also know that Hawaii is very good at accidentally telling everybody that something that's not going to happen is going to happen. Remember when they had the oh yeah <laughs> thing? I'm like, so they can accidentally tell people that right. there's an emergency, but they can't actually tell people when there's emergency that there's emergency. So what's your theory on that? Why, why was that system not used or was it used? And if it was used late, you know, if that was the case, then, um, you know, inform us because I, I'm, I'm not aware if it was used or not. So it wasn't used and we do have the most robust alarm system in the whole entire country. And it's kind of a like a local joke in Hawaii because it goes off on the first of every month. And we all go, oh, it's time to pay our rent. There's the uh, tsunami sirens, you know, we all giggle about it and they test it every single month. We know that it works. And, you know, the state of Hawaii states on their own website that it's used for uh tsunamis, uh, hurricanes, wildfires, lava, terrorist attacks. I mean, they say it's used for a multitude of different things. Um, You know, do I think it wasn't sounded on purpose? Yes. You know, I heard the one fucking fall guy that they used and they said, oh, we didn't want people to run uh, Mauka. And in Hawaii, that means to the mountainside. And it's like no one would run to a fire. So that's just like and then i think he resigned the next day um but you know there's if you i'm i'm really deep into this i would have i would say that the frequency of the alarm system is similar to like what you would see with all of these things that are blue that came out unscathed the the frequency of the actual alarm system could dampen the flames and it would have been able to dampen the actual damage of the fire and that's why simply it wasn't sounded they wanted it to do as much damage as possible uh and you know you can there's lots of really interesting stuff out there you can see like bass sound can um extinguish fires so it's something about the actual frequency of the alarm that keeps flames at bay i really think that's a huge part of why they You're, didn't do how, it. did the blue cars burn too or were they unaffected oh no they didn't i i'm seeing people they're they're like actual blue pieces of fabric out of rubble and like blue have pieces we seen of paper have we seen other video from other do related or suspected incidents where a specific color or a blue color was left unscathed too you would i'd internet sleuths that's a good question i because you would unless it's because the tiktok videos and stuff the youtube videos it seems to be like a little older and pretty base laser technology the that's doing the picking a specific shade or something on spectrum and not igniting it and i'm i'm curious as to if maui somehow because 
there's the uh you know the smart city stroke ai governed island proposals going on if that w they were just late to testing that particular style flavor of weapon or i i don't i don't know because i it, it seems like we would have at least seen something uh, analogous prior well I mean, it's ironically like the same color as, you know, United Nations blue. Maybe it's meant to avoid this color, uh, you know, and Have the, frequen we put it up the frequency the of blue flag? is 66.6666. So why wouldn't it like like they're like they t they put everything in the open. Right. And it's just like the Simpsons episode that where they they always reveal all this shit. The only thing after the laser attack is the blue tarp in the middle of the town standing there perfectly and it's like I, I i don't know i mean i've seen the even personal videos i was sent i sent one to scott that was like incredibly graphic and you know right in in the frame every single item around it is evaporated and there's a blue truck just sitting there you're like what's that's a little bizarre why is that one truck completely unscathed? and you know i think that's there's so many questions to be asked about the vehicles themselves and that's why they're putting up a military grade fence around it and they're keeping, you know, a complete blackout in the media. Uh, you know, windshields are melted. You know, glass melting temperature is like over 2,600 degrees. You know, people like to sit there and talk about the aluminum. And I'm sorry, aluminum has a, a, has a low me melting point, in my opinion. But when you talk about fucking glass melting, that's not normal. Uh, you know, and the certain things that are missing off of these vehicles are out of place you know there are some vehicles that are just incinerated in the middle of all standing houses where fire wasn't reached so if there wasn't even fire in that area why are those vehicles damaged you know i'm going to even take to the next step further like my mom who escaped lahaina uh her vehicle is like a partial electric vehicle just a few days after leaving lahaina it completely imploded and, and it was in good shape and the whole entire electrical system imploded. It's it's dead. It, like the, they just called us. They said it's not fixable. So I do wonder also if there was like some sort of, you know, like EMP situation going on there. There's like a lot of people that were unable to escape vehicles, uh, and that's because the windows weren't working and doors weren't working. Why? You know, I think there's like so many questions to be asked. And, you know, if it was EMP, is that the reason the alarms didn't work? They actually were unable to work. Uh, that would have to be extremely, that would have to be a fairly localized EMP to not take out the majority of the island, I would imagine. Um, uh, so it's, it's your, your, it's your, of your opinion that uh, what caused the fire is a directed energy weapon. Uh, and I mean, specifically, maybe, maybe, specifically maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I mean, uh, when, when you're talking about, yeah. um, a laser, a laser from space that will burn pretty much anything and besides the color blue reflects the color blue. It, it actually wouldn't have come from space. It would have come right from our telescope because we have a directed energy weapon on Haleakala oh. volcano, which is about just 30 minutes away, I can see it from my window. And it's the most advanced fucking space laser uh, in this side of the country besides Alaska. And they have it situated right on top of our telescope. The Space Force loves to talk about how proud they are of their directed energy laser on Haleakala. And I mean, you could 
point that right at Lahaina easily. Do I think maybe it came off Haleakala? I'm not convinced. We know that they also hook these D, um, do machines to Boeing's. Uh, something that's interesting that's being found out is all of the commercial uh, pilots, private pilots that had recorded diaries upon landing on Maui on 8-8, uh, their, their diaries are being scrubbed. Uh, off of the air traffic control reports. So what were these pilots seeing from the sky? Why are they being deleted? What was going on uh, above there? Then it takes it to the to the next level, you know, step where they then they had a no flight restriction over West Maui a week after the fires were over. So August 13th to like August 23rd, they just said there's a, a no-fly zone. Um, but they claimed the reason for that was because they needed a safe environment to extinguish the fire that was already put out. Yeah, it is really weird. And especially about the the do the directed energy weapon facility specifically on Maui. I first came across that with uh, Ryan, Last American Vagabond, I saw first reporting on that. And uh, so we have an article on the on the Substack, Last American Vagabond Substack, kind of expanding it out based on an interview Shelby had with Ryan. And, uh, you know, this was like the day, this was like within a few days of the actual fire. This was, yeah, well, the 15th, so it was like the next week. But there is information about this particular facility, the, the Amos facility, I believe it's called. Um, and there's links to, you know, first of all, just talking because, you know, so many people are like, oh, direct energy weapons are a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy theory. That's not even real. But, you know, it's actual real technology. We have Department of Defense documents talking about it, right? So it's easy to dispel any notion that it's not <clears throat> real technology. But then the actual facility itself, you know, there's like two main directed energy weapon research facilities in the United States. And one of them happens to be on Maui. So just curious. Just curious. It's very curious. Yeah, so, I mean, this could the, be like espionage. The link I put into the... The link I put into the private chat just now is that little two-page report that talks about the nice. Amos site and its location and what it does and all that kind of stuff. I would yeah, I would imagine that uh, that telescope there that uh, has the laser attached is controlled by a computer which has logs of the the movement. Um, and uh, I don't know if the, those logs are public record. If it is publicly funded then you might be able to file a FOIA request for very specific mm. logs uh, of the the position of the telescope. And it's very specific computer logs. They probably wouldn't deny it. They'd probably like, find it to be curious um, and find out where it's pointed at for that day. Yeah, That's a great, that's a great question. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, I'd be curious. And, you know, what's interesting is, like, it's probably not too common knowledge, but it was a big deal on Maui, like, maybe... I don't know, six months ago, maybe a little more, is that they flew in scientists from around the world uh, to replace the lens in the telescope just recently. <laughs> and it's they said it was a couple decade project. They haven't done it in a long time. Uh, and they needed to fly in all these specialists to work on it. And it was a super big deal. And um, they conveniently just did that as well. So, you know, it, it all kind of is... So One I don't, those things. I, I, does anybody know? <laughs> so who runs that uh, that facility there? Um, does anybody know? It's uh, a, an Air Force facility. If you yeah. click the link I put in the chat, Mike, you could probably share it on the screen if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, uh, and there, there's a link to a that. Couple of pages. Anybody Air that's Force, watching, Space there's Force. a there's a link to that document in the Last American Vagabond Substack from like the 15th. There's a link to that document too, and there's an article talking about the guy who used to run it in the Los Alamos uh, Daily News or whatever, 
Um, and he went on to go, I can't remember where he, on, where he went on to, but yeah, he's, so it talks about like the history of that particular site and their development of these types of weapons. So I'm trying to find it here. I thought I just had, I'll it. see if I can bring it up on the screen here. I will. It just, everything will go black for a second until I, uh, select it. I mean, I'm just wondering, uh, because that mean, I didn't know that there was a, a laser right there next to the telescope and, um, to point that telescope yourself like hey you're this is say you're you're an evil doer as george bush would say you're an evil doer and you point that thing at the ground there you wouldn't want to be on the logs to do that um it would it would look bad and it would be traced back to you but if there's a spy in there like you send in a spy team with an excuse to do something like to change out a lens at that point in time you write your script you put the script in the computer, and on date 8-8, you change the coordinates of the telescope to point it at the ground or wherever and start it up. Um, I'm just, you know, I don't want to accuse people of changing out lenses of being spies and saboteurs, but that's what I'm doing. I will. That's what I will. I'm doing. <laughs> I think they are. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and then also the the comments that the uh, of the mayor, right? His that he, you know, seemed like he he uh, he now just wants to buy the. I mean, obviously he's selling it as like, oh, I'm gonna help everybody out by you know taking con control of this land. But the governor, the governor, the governor. That's how I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, can somebody expand on that and what was said, and then what intentions we think, uh, you know the real intentions on why he's, he wants to take over the land? I mean, we played the clip on the show, and it sounds a lot like Joe Biden saying, they're all our oh. children, they're not your children. It sounds a lot like uh, uh, the way that the effective altruism people talk about regular human beings it, it's it seems like it's more of the exact same rhetoric where the underlying implication is uh not all biology belongs to the state and we're here to lease some of your identity back to you we're allowing our defense contractor buddy elon musk to lease some of your identity back to you if you went and got the blue check, I don't know if you guys know this or not, it happened to my friend Garland Nixon. If you're paying for the blue check, what you're doing is getting engaging in a contract with Elon Musk and Twitter or X, sorry, that says uh, you now retain ownership of my identity and you are going to lease my identity back to me for eight or eleven dollars a month because Garland uh, has been locked out of his account. He can't access it. It's still up. All of his media has been removed. All of his shows, all of the links, all of that stuff, it's all gone. But the blue check and Garland are still there. Uh, Twitter told him, again, blue check is there, verification, right? We, he did the, the Elon verification and all that. They're telling him, we, we don't know who you are. We can't verify you. Yes, we sent this uh, email to the same e email address that we've sent the congratulations you've been verified and the invoices and every other email that we've had to send you over the last 14 years you've had the account sure that that happened and sure we can check and verify that the ip addresses and the devices that have been used to log in have been the same throughout sure but you 
uh, are a dissident and you say bad things about Secretary of State Andy Blinken and a number of other people. So now we have decided that you don't have access to your identity. <laughs> and, and until we determine that you can raise your social credit or until we determine that uh that you can do right by us well you know what you're you're not you and if we had the wallet set up now if he was allowed to be monetized now if we had all of the things that elon musk has said he wants to do with x and make it wechat he would effectively be erased from society at this moment because again he got into a contract with X and now his identity belongs to them and they lease it back to him via that, that mark. Well, I'm not, I mean, nobody should be surprised that that's what they, they do. <laughs> I am surprised. I didn't get the memo that it's hat day today. Cause the majority of people are wearing hats today. I, just, <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. I, I wanted to, to say something in regards to what you just said, Steve, that that's a, uh, a black mirror mirror episode hi everyone by the way hey, joan, hey, joan joan is awful have you any of you seen that black mirror episode mm -hmm. so, so basically it's uh she sees that there's a new show on like netflix and it's selma hayek playing this woman joan and joan is watching it and her life the day the activities of the day are being broadcast in this series and her life and then even goes to Selma Hayek and tries to like um, intercept to try to get her identity back. But, but basically it, she's licensed her life and there's nothing she can do. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a good episode. It's hella scary. Well, it's, it's good because it, so the beginning of the episode, she's or at the end of the uh, episode, she's uh, watching this new series on Netflix and you're trying to figure out like, how is she watching her daily activities, you know, when she's, you know, it just happened that morning and it shows all the little rude things she said and all this stuff. And it obviously paints not a very good light of who, who she is. And she's like, how does this happen? And I'm like thinking, okay, this is Black Mirror, something f super futuristic, something that I can't comprehend. And then, boom, the giveaway is like, yeah, like, uh, what was it? Was it her tablet, her phone, something that was just basically recording everything. It was just like all the terms and services that we don't read and agree to. And yeah. uh, they have the right to turn on the camera, the microphone, and they're just recording and watching and listening to everything and taking your life and making a show out of it. And she didn't realize that when she agreed to this, that they could do that, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, like, just like most Black Mirror episodes, you're like, that's kind of what's going on. Like, most of us are giving away all our information and all, you know, our privacy and all those things without ever really stopping and thinking about how we, we have given away our identities and who we are and every picture of your family and your friends and piece of privacy is, is all gone, you know? And um, there's a great video that you can find still on YouTube. I've talked about it quite a bit called free is a lie and free is a lie. You know, one in one of the parts in the video, he talks about how like, for some reason we have this disconnect when we lose our privacy online, 
Like if somebody went to your mailbox and took your mail and photocopied it and then put it back in your mailbox and you, and you, you know, and just said, Hey, you know what? I'm just taking a copy. I'm giving it back. You're good. You know, I'm just going to take a quick copy of it, keep a record of it, but it's your mail. Don't worry about it. We'd be pissed. We'd be like, you know, you're, you're, you know, that's going too far. But yet that's, that's exactly what happens online. People are copying and recording and, and keeping records of everything we do. And yet, for some reason, that's more acceptable. So, um, you know, so it, it, it might understand. I have to listen to the Black Mirror thing. Are we to uh, to believe that they're turning Maui into a Black Mirror theme park? <laughs> it probably. You I never mean, know. It, it seems like it is right now. It seems like it is right now. But just this whole attitude. I mean, whether we're talking like you know these like super powerful elites outside of the government or the government themselves, you know, like they have a history of like imperialism and just conquest. And it's like, we take what we want and, you know, screw you, you know, basically. And so, you know, the people on the ground that are affected by this, you know, I've heard lots of rumblings of, you know, people are being very vigilant out in in Maui and they're like, we're not going, we're going to stand up to any sort of attempt to either seize the land, buy the land, whether it's the state. Can you speak to that a little bit, Shelby? Like what are, what are, what's the attitude of the people standing up against whatever's coming to seize that land or take that land, whether it's like Black Rock or the state or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, just like any other intended attack, you know, you start lining up the, the details behind the scenes. And in January, uh, right on the west side of Maui at the Hyatt, they had held the conference essentially about uh, AI technology, smart city, um, you know, Josh Green is a WEF puppet three weeks ago. He's in the UN talking about how Hawaii is ushering in uh, the smart city. You know, one peculiar thing about Lahaina and Front Street is that this, you know, oceanfront land, one, it's worth billions of dollars, but also it was held um, by generational native Hawaiians who, you know, had had this passed down for a long time. You know, these buildings are over 200 years old. They're protected under historical laws. So you weren't actually able to even renovate these buildings or work on them uh, because you weren't allowed to. And you're never actually allowed to build this close to the ocean again, like plumbing and, uh, you know, situations like this. So uh, what happens now that these buildings are not under historical law? Then, you know, you can take it like another step further. It's like three weeks ago, Josh Green had signed some sort of paperwork, uh, essentially eliminating the sunshine law. So he doesn't have to disclose any of the public development plans that are going on in Lahaina. Uh, what I foresee happening is that right now they have it fenced off because the FEMA is going and the EPA, the EPA said they're going in and spraying a non-toxic chemical on the burn zone because they don't want um, ash to go into the oceans. So they're going to seal it. Cool. Yeah. That sounds really sus. But FEMA is going to go through and they're going to say, all this land is uninhabitable. And then what happens? The Fifth Amendment and the 14th Amendment give the state of Hawaii the right to claim and cease the land as long as they use it, one, for public development or two, something for the people, a.k.a. a memorial, just like they did with 9-11. And governor's already talked about making a memoriam for the people. Um, you know, he loves the smart city. Uh, yeah. People are already having their insurance claims denied uh, for their really? homes. So that's happening? That's happening already? Wow. That is happening because they're saying that their homes weren't within city code. 
you know, how could you have insurance if you weren't in, in code to begin with? So it, you know, it's like, ugh. I don't want to say that's what it is, but it's an, it's entirely what it is. He's, he's trying to steal the land. Um, and he's kind of essentially given himself all the right to do so. So unless, you know, we all figure it out. Yeah, but what is he really getting out of it? Unless he's getting paid on the back end, he's just a public servant. So yeah. he's, I mean, he's, he, so he's got to get, he's got to have a deal on the back end somewhere. When he he's leaves, he's taking care of globalist, satanist, fucking one of those guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is this is what he said um, in in an interview. We will set an example for the world on how we protect and preserve our culture, our history, and our values as we navigate the challenges of sustainable development extreme weather and global climate change in this century so he's team world economic forum when you're using terms like sustainable development you're in the united nations lingo you're part of that group uh i don't know but maybe if we dug into him we'd find he was a young global leader i don't know he I'm just yeah he just oh, passed he? something what a fucking surprise yeah <laughs> i'm, I'm Go ahead. Sorry, I'm reading this article. Governor's Housing Working Group meets for the first time Friday, August 11th for this um, Build Beyond Barriers Working Group where they're trying to create um, like affordable housing that is exempt from environmental regulations. And it totally goes in line with stuff like tiny houses, 15 minute cities. And that was, you know, it's not sus that it, the first meeting was August 11th and he had just passed right. this law or started this initiative one month ago. So I want to add something. I want to add something to that. So instead of build back better, it's what? Build be better barriers? <laughs> build build back beyond better. barriers. It's actually, yeah, it's actually beyond barriers. Yeah. I Burn just want to add to um, what Shelby said. So basically last month, the Hawaiian government passed the law that the Lahaini, Lahaini, sorry, historical area could not be redistr redistricted for any more development of hotels unless a natural disaster occurred. So what are the odds? And I want to say as far as ripping, stripping, raping, getting rid of historical buildings, we're seeing that all over the country. This mm -hmm. ugly, I've, I've created a word, word uglification. Like, mm. it's like, look at all the beautiful buildings, like in LA alone, um, that is like all Home Depot shit now. It's just all ugly, ugly, ugly. So yeah. I feel like that is part of the agenda too, right? To strip the history and personality. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. And identity. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, and we're going in that direction. I feel like before COVID, you were seeing this. The the popularity of little mom and pop places, coffee shops are popping up everywhere. And then COVID came around and it just put an end to that. You gave all the money to the big, you know, box stores, uh, all the business to big box stores, just completely demolished small businesses. And this is just another step in that direction where like before if you traveled each place, you know, even in the in the U.S., like each state, each town had like their own identity, their own little coffee shops or restaurants or local places. And now, regardless where you travel over the world, it's like there's a Dunkin' Donuts, there's a Starbucks, there's a McDonald's, there's a whatever. And it's like every place is going to look the same. They're not going to have identity. So it just, yeah, it just seems like these are all baby steps in that direction. That's the thing about a lot of these these events, like the the wildfires or whatnot, like People just look at that one event, and then when you start talking about the bigger picture, 
they struggle to kind of accept that or or digest the fact that that could be what's happening. And it's because it's always little small steps in that direction. And many of us, we're constantly kind of zooming out and it's like, okay, what's the purpose? What's the agenda? What, what could they gain from this? And um, And many people can't do that. And that's why they struggle. But if we don't talk about it in the process by time you know we get to that end point it's too late you know covid was the same thing it's like oh well what's the big deal if we just stay home for two weeks or what's the big deal if we just wear a mask and then next thing you know you know the whole world turn upside down so um you know i think this is definitely could be if it was intentional you know it definitely was for one of these many other agendas we're talking about a smart city or you know whatever it may be i mean they've been trying to implement that for a while and a lot of people hear this term smart city i mean that's literally going to be the end of your privacy i mean that they're just going to have cameras everywhere microphones everywhere i mean it's just going to be the end of privacy as we know it uh so i mean it's it's wild it was during that COVID stuff that I was looking at, like places to buy. I thought if I wanted to move, I was renting and I just, you know, it was freaky in LA. And I thought about Maui because I love Maui, of course. It's like to me ridiculously expensive. I could never ever do it. But I know there were places, there were people who lived there who were from there. But when I was looking into it, I, I specifically was looking to see if like Gavin Newsom and people like that owned basically all of Hawaii and a lot of them do. And uh, two of the big things about that, one is it's like this, you know, it's a great place where East and West can meet, like both the Asian world and the U.S. could access that and put big money there, like all the richest people in the world are going to want to be there. Also, it's the most, it's the remotest, if I remember this correctly, it's the remotest land on Earth. So it's further from other land than any other piece of land, which makes it really invaluable from a military point of view. Well, okay, so I'm really glad that you said that because, you know, if you look into the history of Hawaii, we know that this is an annexed territory. Hawaii's never went through the proper channels of being uh, a state. It was illegally stolen by the Queen of Hawaii. And um, then, you know, we've also had essentially a, an illegal U.S. military occupation that has declared it a state. Uh, Roosevelt was the one who signed these military leases uh, for the United States. And they're coming up on the end of it, the expiration of these leases. What does that mean? Is this the end of the U.S. occupation? Is this actually a war crime on Hawaii and the Kingdom of Hawaii? And then you could take it like a next step. Are we going to going to war with China really soon? And we need to make sure that we have more military bases set up in the middle of the ocean. Because you're right, Monica, we are the most isolated piece of land in the whole world. We're 2000 miles in any direction from any landmass. Um, and we're closest to, you know, we're the we're, we are the center point before you get to Asia, you know, if you're going to be coming this direction. So yeah, could it be for a military reason? I absolutely could think that as well. You know, the smart city might be just a total fucking facade. It could be for more military occupation. I mean, they blew up the Lahaina Harbor. Why wouldn't that's a perfect military harbor, just like Pearl Harbor uh, over on Oahu? Um, mm, I don't know. But, you know, what I'm most sick about is there is thousands of there's there's so many children that are missing and the media mm -hmm. is not talking about it you guys and they're acting like it's not fucking happened 
But I'm telling you, there was 3,000 registered children in the West Maui area that could have been in the fire zone. Only about 1,000 of them have re-registered in school. Where are they? And where are the parents? Where are the vigils? Where are the pictures of the children? Where the fuck is any of Yes. Them? There's no it's victim profiles. Normally, day one on any of these mass tragedies, you are just inundated by the best artist, the, the nicest grandma. Like there's always not, like, those, those are not pictures. real. This is real. Well, I know that's how I know this yeah. is real. That's what I was like. Oh, this is way worse than. Don't tell like me there's not the a missing <laughs> white baby though. There's a missing white girl, and that usually that'll get the media's attention for a solid eight months. If you find uh, if there's like a just I adorable think, little white kid, that, I think uh, they yeah. could have been four thousand Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Shelby, how what what's the group that you said they have to re-register into? So, so there was about 3,000 students in the West Maui area, and only about 1,000 or 1,200 of them have re-registered since then. But and registration would have been before that day, right? Wasn't it the first day of actual school attendance? Can we... Well, so they sent them... When the, that the, kids didn't, the kids didn't go to school because they sent them home that oh. morning. Mm. Why? Because of the, because of the wind. Oh, 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 so the kids were home in their houses alone without their parents because parents still had to go to work. There was no alarms. They didn't know anything was going on. There was oh. giant military submarines spotted off the coast of the Lahaina Harbor the morning of. I've got pictures of them. We've seen them with our own eyes, not just a fucking conspiracy. Black, giant military submarines sitting out there just waiting like but then it's like where are the parents like like i'm a mom uh if where's the hundreds of parents this is my child this is my child this is my child were the parents killed as well right. there is something that is wrong they are lying about the death count i know yeah. it a hundred yeah what do you is it more like a thousand at least it's probably yeah. five or ten thousand people there's so many old people that actually only had the names auntie and uncle for generations now because no one knew their traditional Japanese or Hawaiian name. And, you know, it was like, oh, auntie who lives on this street. Those are going to go also into an invisible count. They're never going to account for those bodies because why would they? They're basically, if they're not put on a missing list, they're not going to say that they've found them. And then the governor already said that they were going to essentially not find remains. So we have all these missing children. The governor says, we're not going to find their remains anyways. And people are going to believe that. That is, that is fucking bullshit. And, and also the Hawaiian people aren't going to accept with their rituals and traditions to not bury their dead, right? You know, I... I love the Hawaiian culture and the people. I, I feel devastated for the amount of travesty that's been put upon them for since the beginning of colonization, you know, except like in this particular moment, like was they're also kind of waiting for government assistance at the same time. Like they're kind of like waiting for help for the people that they hate at the same time. So there's still kind of like an internal conflict of interest, I believe, 
Um, you know, and, you know, people are like for them to have to come to grips and say the government murdered our children and let them burn alive in our homes. That would actually be a civil war. That would be a revolt. And, it, you know, they know that they know that. And that's why they're fucking trying to cover it up as deep as they can, because if they if they re if, if people knew um, what actually would, you know, happened. And so I. I, I do believe that there's a, a large, co you know, cognitive dissonance. There's a lot of denial right now. Uh, understandably, these people are in fight or flight right now. They are living in a trauma state uh, because of what they just went through, and they don't even actually have like the cognizance or the wherewithal to even unpack what's happening to them. And so, you know, from me, 30 miles away. I guess I'm thankful that, you know, my family is safe, but I'm also looking at it from a different perspective than they are because I'm, I'm able to see it a little differently than them in this trauma state. And I'm thinking this is fucked up, but I think that they might be too. Um, yeah, they're not, sure. they're not, they're, they're not able to see that right now. You know, didn't that police chief from yeah. Vegas say that the bodies were like crunching under his feet? Like what the, you know, okay. how is that a professional? Uh, well, the police chief also is, ordained himself the coroner as of yeah. january are you kidding yeah. me and he's the same police chief as the the las vegas shootings yeah. yeah incident commander but that makes him even more directly responsible than than the chief because if he's the incident commander then he's the person who's right. there responsible right. as opposed to the chief who's largely a political appointee it's so how did he become coroner is he like appointed surreal? himself. They changed the laws in January. You can go and look it up. They changed the like. Isn't that such a conflict of interest? Are you kidding? So, okay, but here's a base. the reason important distinction. If know. he's not the medical examiner, it doesn't really matter because you can go after the medical examiner. The coroner's job is is to kick the body when you gum up to the body, and if the body doesn't kick back, he goes, "Okay, send it to the ME." Are you Usually. sure the coroner doesn't label the cause of death? That's the medical examiner. Now, sometimes the medical examiner can also be the coroner, and mm. that's when it gets really shady. Mm. But unless, it, and and that's not to say that the medical examiner isn't completely on the take and won't sign, but at hundreds did during COVID signed off on absolutely whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know. So it's not, you know. But but yeah, that they're is they're not a medical professionals. They're elected officials. The coroner. I did not know that, Steve. You yep. are a as wealth long, of information. As long yeah, as the body doesn't kick back, they can say, "All right, chuck it over to the wow. ME." Yeah. Well, that that was uh, integral during the Rona regime. They changed they changed the way we bury people, and in other parts of the country, they allowed for the signing off. Usually, there's supposed to be more than one person to sign off on the cause of death, and they change that purposely, obviously. That's convenient. There, there, was supposed supposed a, there was supposed to be a new validated list of 388 missing persons from yesterday. Read the and same. they said there's no minors on it. They said there's no children or minors on that list. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, this is a... I'm just like blown away that anybody's buying this. We had that reporter, Nick Sorter from Kentucky, I believe he came over and he, he yelled at the mayor. I was like, thank you. Somebody is saying it. Um, and he, I reached out to him. He said he was getting death threats. I had a van parked across the street from my house the morning that Biden was here. It was really weird. And I live in the middle of nowhere. It was like four 30 in the morning and there's this white SUV. So, I mean, I don't know, but pfft. you DoorDash it. You DoorDash it donuts. 
Yeah. <laughs> is there any myths of tunnels, tunnels and underground? Oh, there, there, it's not a myth. There's a lot of tunnels because uh, we have a lot of lava tubes under the island that mm. are natural occurrences. And then the um, Maui water system, they... Um, they have since taken control of all of these lava tubes and underground systems. Um, so there is a massive amount of tunnel systems under Hawaii. Um, as far as like West Maui goes, like I'm hearing a lot of people that were saying that they saw police. So they just recently built a bypass area. So West Maui is completely separated from East Maui. There's only one way in and one way out. And there's a giant mountain range and a sea cliff on either side. So it's, it's hard to get there. And for years, what they've wanted to do is what, what they did in Oahu is that they cut through the mountain range over there so they could make it more accessible to get to other sides of the island. They don't want to do that on Maui where it's been they they've tried to stop that from happening because they want it it would cut through Eau Valley which is our most sacred valley um but it would take 15 minutes to get from Kahului to the west side instead of an hour and a half so it would be a huge savings right well some people are saying that that they were seeing cops going up to the in, to the mountain and never coming back down they were going towards this dead end road and they never came back it's like, and they have tunnels that up there that were connecting them. I mean, they might as well. Why wouldn't they? If they are the ones all in control, maybe that's where they brought the children. Maybe the submarines are just a hoax. I, I mean, I don't know. But the kids thing, I, I just want to clarify because I've heard this thing a few times and I just want to try to grasp what happened. So the kids were back to school. They went to school. The parents dropped them off. It was the first day of school. So yeah, okay, yeah. So it was the first day of school. Parents dropped canceled. Them well, did so were the parents still there, and they told them to go home, or did the, were the kids? Did the parents leave? Because this is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, did the parents actually leave, and in some way they brought these kids back home without the parents knowing? And you know, something the kids like that. From my knowledge, the kids stayed home because school was compl closed completely because the power was out and the lines and the high wind advisory, it was like by 7 a.m. that morning. So they decided to keep the kids home entirely from school. Oh, so, so they were home, the day. Was, home for the day. Okay, because I was like curious. I'm like, are they so evil that they <laughs> let the kids go on the bus <laughs> to school? Right. Parents went to work, then put them back on the bus, sent them home. And didn't tell the parents. That's what I was like trying to process. I'm like, it, the, that, that's what I thought. Too. Might not it have had coverage. Like yeah. I think the idea was that the parents didn't have coverage because the kids were supposed to be in school rather than the day before when they knew they weren't going to be in school. Okay. Yeah. They knew they weren't at school. They left them home. In like in Maui, we lose cell coverage occasionally. You know, when there is like natural disaster, like or storm or whatever. You know, we we lose cell coverage, and so that's not totally out of the norm but um so parents still went to work you know at the resorts at the restaurants at the stores it's like you know they were doing their thing anyways and so i was like okay well you can stay home with your brothers and sisters you know you're hey one more day of summer cool and so there's just neighborhoods full of of children you know that are are gone now and the more neighborhoody the more likely you would just let it slide and let the kids stay home what's going to happen right 
And in Maui, we don't worry about things like, you know, fucking everybody leaves their door unlocked. It's like, you know, there's not crime and people aren't robbing. You know, it's like, it's, there's not, what's up? Speaking of doors, something that Sam mentioned on uh, a recent podcast he did, which uh, I didn't see the pictures, but apparently he's, I don't know if anybody else saw the pictures of there's a lot of like cars with like just their doors were closed like it didn't seem like anybody was in a panic like houses with their doors were closed like it nothing was wide open like holy crap we're all gonna die let's hit you know let's just run and let's get right. out of here and then you would think if people were doing that you wouldn't be so concerned about like closing the door on the house that's about to burn down or people panic weird though man i i had to evacuate in 2020 in the santa cruz mountains and i was live on the air when the text came in saying, hey, you've got to evacuate, there's a fire, you know, within a couple of miles of where you live, um, hit, hit the road. Um, and I, I can't tell you how many houses we drove by that were perfectly shut up some of them had lights on like they were expecting to come but you know kind of that kind of thing like you don't you don't necessarily want to even when you're in a state of panic like that there's a lot of things that go through your mind like i bet the tweakers are going to stick around and try and rob every single house that they can find and so you know making sure that you leave your when you're fleeing your property that it's you know, baseline secure is kind of one of those things that is part of your panic in an emergency, or at least in my particular instance. But you, it sounds like you got notified. Like uh, w- the way we're, we're, I'm understanding this, it sounds like a lot of these people got notified when there's a fire, like you know, right next door. It was it- only when they heard screaming outside yeah. that it was like, oh, it's time to go. Um, but you know, like. The people in the, you know, the bodies that they find in cars that are burned, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I wonder about the EMP thing. Like, why couldn't you get out of your car? Mm-hmm. Why were you stuck in there? You or know, maybe, like, you, you know, s- our fears of like, you know, modern day cars with all the chips and everything. Right. You know, they could just disable the car remotely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the why other not? thing is, it, depending on how hot the road is or how hot the ambient temperature is, that kind of shit goes first. Mm -hmm. whenever it's always the delicate stuff that Mm -hmm. tends to crap out on you immediately or the stuff that you mean maybe not electrically with heat shields and wires and shit like that however um just relative temperature can really fuck up the inner workings of a car it does it all the time Shelby, mm-hmm. another another thing that I know that you can speak on that kind of kind of goes along with the people being trapped in their cars. And I know your mom had a personal experience with this, and there's lots of reports of this. But the fact that the initial people trying to flee Lahaina, there was actual roadblocks, people being prevented mm-hmm. from leaving, and yeah. uh, you know it also goes along with the initial reports that the fires were contained. You know that was the message that was being spread was that the fires were contained, and so there wasn't like as much panic to get people out. But the whole idea of them keeping people in the city, what's up with that? That's so crazy. Yeah, they were so. Like, is this coincidence or grand design? You know, there happens to be a power line down on every exit. There was a police barricade on every exit. Why? Wow, mm-hmm. it's so weird. And, um, you know, so she had said, so my, yeah, my mom still worked in Lahaina. So she, you know, she's been working there for 10 years, uh, solid. And shout out to Unjected Grandma. 
unchecked grandma who barely escaped. But uh, so she had said like when she first left work, she had pulled out and there was uh, a downed power line and like cones on the road and they were working on a, a situation. So she turned around into Front Street, came back around. And that's when the police were barricading off the highway there. And it was like they were doing a fucking parade. Oh, go this way and then go this way. And then it's fine. Go that way. And um, even though like there was times where the highway was clear, they were still blocking it off. There wasn't like, there wasn't panic. You know, there wasn't, they weren't display, you know, displaying that everybody should be evacuating. Like they, they were telling like, just evacuate by car, but it was like by grid, you know, everybody was gridlocked because they blocked off half the exits. Um, and she had said that she had tried to get the attention of one officer and that basically he was like non-respondent. Like she was waving at him like, sir, like, hello, can I ask you a question? And he wouldn't even look at her and like almost like a hypnosis kind of thing going on mm. and um you know a lot of them were just like oh we're just following orders we're just following orders we're just following orders um i mean of course being injected always going to take it to the next level like is that why they mandated the vaccine for every police and first responder we know that nanotechnology can modify behavior remotely this is like darpa fucking research were they acting out of character because they literally were, you know? Or were they actually local police? Uh, were they an outside force brought in to dress up as local mm -hmm. police? I mean, if, right. they, if they truly were local police and part of the community, I suspect that they may have an idea of what they are a part of and that they will have PTSD and or suicidal thoughts very soon after. Um, if they're not a a pro, like a, not, a, not a mercenary dealing with this kind well, of stuff. So a lot of interesting stuff happened after Pelletier came on the Maui scene. Like, um, I know that the, it was like some of the previous upper police guys, they all quit when he became in charge because they said it was such an abusive work environment. And then the secretary of like 35 years was in a car crash from a purse thief in the middle of the night like down the road from my house and she was killed in this weird car crash and she was the only other person that knew like about all of the inner workings and all of the deepest things was the secretary woman so i think that they murdered her and um it seems like you know he's when was that when was that shelby was that before or after earlier this year Oh, when God. was he when was he installed this uh last year i want to say last year i could be wrong but i think it's last year um and then yeah like a bunch like i mean people are i i would i would imagine that you know it's a pretty brainwashing environment you know stockholm syndrome -y, you know mm -hmm. like loving your abuser kind of thing like i don't know yeah mk ultra for all we know right like yeah. they did install like a bunch of like shiny 5G towers all over Lahaina, and none of those burned down. That was convenient. December 2021, just FYI. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Monica. Um, Shelby, um, certainly, are you and your mom the only ones that are awake? Like, how? What's the? What's the? In, what's the vibe? In are there other active, injected people whose brains? Because I, I will yeah. admit that I get on the phone now, customer service, and I'll say like, oh, do you have brain damage because of the vaccine? And sometimes Literally. 
They don't even respond to me. Like you sound vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You sound so vaccinated. Wow, I have to use that one. Wow. So I'm just curious. Are you? There must be others like you. Are there? I think if this, if not, this woke them up. Yeah. Well, definitely. Hawaii is going under a red pill moment right now in in the most brutal way because they fucking loved Josh Green. They mm-hmm. loved the, the vaccine agenda. They all lined up like, oh, give us the needle. Um, no, they they fell for it so hard. I want to say like 85% is vaccinated down here and and the mat like swimming in the ocean with masks on and stuff. They They love to listen to the government. And so they voted in Josh Green and they love they were like so stoked on that. And now they're all kind of like scratching their heads and they're like, wait a second. Like they're like, I'm like watching people becoming red pilled and I'm like, ooh, it's going to be even worse when you realize like how deep this goes. But, you know, it's still the climate is like it's very I want to say it's a little 50 50. Like some people are like me and, and injected grandma where we're like. This is definitely, you know, what it looks like, it, it, in our opinion. Uh, but other people, you know, it's hard. To, it's hard. To, it's hard to want to believe that your government is completely out to murder you and your children. So it's a lot easier to believe that it's power lines. And I get it. Ignorance is bliss. Oh yeah. Even there I, could I, be some nefarious stuff with the power lines themselves. You know, yeah, like absolutely. Maybe like, you know, maybe they were half sawed not- at the bottom. Yeah, or like, intentionally not, you know, doing the proper maintenance to, you know, keep right. the, the, the brush like away from the power lines, you know. That's well, yeah. I just read yep. today that in Zero Hedge that the power line company uh, got sued by the government. And now the power line company is saying, hey, listen, this isn't yeah. our problem. Like we shut this, we shut them off six hours before yeah. This second fire, we shut it off for the first fire and we kept it shut off. So you trying to pin this second flare up after everyone was told to go home, you know, go, you know, like, oh, you get the all clear. He's, they said, we never turn the power back on. You're trying to pin the, the mm. second one on us right? And, and call us out. And, and you're saying that that was a different location. And right. we they shut said it we, off and never turned it back on. So, like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here with that. Wow. We look forward to the investigation, is what they said. I think this morning, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, I don't blame them. But nobody you know, looks what? forward to an investigation if they're guilty. <laughs> if well, it was California. a smart city, wouldn't yeah. you sue? Wouldn't the first thing you would do is you would take out the electric company? Maybe they're going to sue yes. the fuck out of the electric company because exactly. that business. Because that's what happened in that- California. Is yes. that they were they were taking down the electric company for doing that, and it was right. clear for two reasons. I think one is they want to be able to preemptively black people out all the time, yeah. like just have a rotating blackout to, you know, send us back to the dark ages, but also to fundamentally transform our power infrastructure. Yes. Like they're using them as the fall guys. I mean, Bill Gates said that he that he, they were going to redo the power grid. I mean, he it's 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 oh, uh, great. Look at South Africa. They're yeah. doing a fantastic job there. Well, I mean, another really good question is what really luxurious thing did you buy with that huge $700 check you got? Yeah, no kidding. I don't know what they could have gotten. I mean, literally, you can't even go to the grocery store for that. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. I got to go. Aren't, Take it easy. Aren't, Scott. The, Bye. aren't the people care, saying Scott. you sent you sent all this money to Ukraine and, and how about us? And what's <laughs> what's what is really going to happen to the people who's... Uh, Homes aren't covered by insurance. And by the way, this is it's not only in Maui, the, in, in, in Hawaii, 
throughout the country, there are all these crazy storms, whether it's California. Like, I keep on thinking we're being, we're gutting middle America. And I bet if you were to, you drive through, it's 10 cities, 10 cities. And yeah. where are these people going? Are the FEMA camps already in operation? They are. They're setting them up right in town. They've got the little box. They, they just sent them in from somewhere. They brought them in on a military plane. They're 50 by 50 boxes, and they've already been setting up hundreds uh, down the road, and it's really spooky. And I think that they're going to use that as the excuse for our COVID hotspot. And, like, the first outbreak is going to be there when they try to, like, redo their COVID shit. I already can see it. But, um, yes, they've already been bringing in the camps. I mean, uh, and they're seeding the tiny home thing that way too. Right. Of course. Yeah. Which the tiny homes, if you've read about them, they have like, they, I think who was talking about this, Allison McDowell, is that her name? That she was saying like, they have monitors of how much you go to the bathroom and stuff like that. That is how high tech these little tiny homes are. And it's like the ultimate control device. But, but uh, yes, God. Are they smart? Are they smart tiny homes? I don't know about those. Not, they want not that. These. They want these that. are yeah. like literally metal boxes with like a window that's like this. But it looks like oh, gosh, a really concentration is. camp. And I mean, yeah, that seven hundred dollars is not going to buy you anything. And then what ha was going to happen is what FEMA declares your land uninhabitable. So FEMA is going to give you a shiny offer, or the state of Hawaii is going to say, "Oh, we're so sorry. Um, here's your." payout for your uninhabitable land and they've already done that before that it's uninhabitable for like until they clean it up and they put a resort on it and then it's inhabitable again so and how, so how railroad barons so the railroad barons did homesteaders it, disaster capital yeah i mean this is uh, a tried and true method of land grab. Did you guys see where the Amos Institute, the Air Force thing, is having a conference in a couple of weeks? No. Wait, okay. We should so, go. The Advanced yeah, Maui Optical Space Surveillance Technologies Amos Conference, September 19th through 22nd, 2023, is the premier technical conference in the nation devoted to space situational awareness space domain awareness the cross-section of private sector and government and academic participation that nice public private partnership helps foster important dialogue and international collaboration yeah and they're saying on their website they're like hey don't worry it's just lahaina that's closed you know we're still doing the conference you can still shop around you can grab yourself a scone it'll work you, the, if, don't think that you can't come here and check out direct energy weapons. If this you can black out Hawaii, you would have no light pollution because of its remoteness. That's true. We would have so many stars. But, you know, maybe this is what they're uh, prepping for uh, Project Blue Beam. I mean, the observatory, one, it's a laser, but it's a perfect projector screen. Hello. It'll like be able to do the best Blue Beam shows. Maybe they'll just destroy the rest it's a of the blackout. Yeah. So, like, like that's that. what I'm saying. Like, the blackout yeah. would uh, allow you to access space. You know what I mean? Telescopes yeah. and stuff. I'm just saying they can, they use the infrastructure uh -huh. thing to black it out and then they put the space thing there. I agree. It's just, 
they're always multitasking, which I was reading in the report from Iron Mountain. They they never do a really huge operation without like a bunch of things. They have and to. It's, and another thing that I've noticed is when they're doing these psyops, lately I have a hashtag, like another perfect storm. Instead of just, wow, there's this huge event and like two buildings fell down. They're like, wow, like 15 things happen at once. And so like, obviously we have enough fail saves for any one thing that, but like when a bunch of little things happen, so anytime there's major system failures or multiple system failures at the same time that there are multiple events, like multiple fires, no alarms going off, the hydrants don't have water in them, right. like any multiple like that is the, uh, you know, that's a huge tell to me. Is yeah. there, are there GoFundMe campaigns? Because that's also a tell of uh, bullshit. <laughs> Fakeness. I haven't yeah, well, seen any of that. Right. There's, there's, uh, you know, the celebrity, uh, who is a Jason Momoa guy. And then there's a few other celebrities that are doing something like called act blue fund oh, big money laundering. something. And then of course there's like lots of churches that are like raising money, but then it's like, we don't really know where, where's that going? But it's um, not like a, we are the world thing. So <laughs> yeah. Well, act, act blue is the DNC money laundering. Yeah. Laundering. Mm -hmm. That's what they're donation. using. Yeah. So I would say super sus. Mm -hmm. Speaking of blue, did, did you guys cover the blue the blue thing that everybody's talking about already? Yeah. Yeah. When uh, yeah. What's the blue thing? Uh, well, just the just the blue the blue's not getting burned and. Oh yeah. You know. Did you guys? Did anyone see that? Uh, I think Sasha Ladipova had a post uh, today, actually, um, a Substack today about one of her contributors uh, describes the evidence from the GIS system, the Geographical Information System. So we went through this and looked at all the detail, and he, it seems like he can see, uh, I'll just read a quote from it. What he found was uh, interesting in the surrounding undeveloped land with extensive fire damage and parcels owned by Department of Hawaiian Islands, no, Department of Hawaiian Homelands, Housing Finance and DevCorp, which both appear to be the same and fall under Hawaii's HUD authority. It appears to uh, own property running south from the Civic Center down to Lahaina Bypass. Everything west of HUD owned parcels are hundreds of small residential lots, which were all destroyed. So it looks like he's showing that there's this real precise, mm -hmm. precise delineation between like um, what was burned and and who how it's zoned. It, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's like, of course, it's kind of like what it looks like in paradise where it's like just cut around little areas and stuff. But yeah, it's. All the not all of them, but a lot of the beachfront homes were magically spared, uh, owned by you know like Canadian landowners. Um, all of the gorgeous mansions that are up on the hillside were spared, um, and you know it's kind of like those homes. So, like I'd mentioned with the, the historical acts, you could never rebuild those specific beachfront homes again because they're too close to the water. So it's kind of ironic that they were spared. Um, but yeah, the, of course, the middle class, you know, the working class, um, the homes that have been passed down for generation to generation, like you know, those are the ones that were destroyed by the, the thousands. Do you, do, you, do you think that maybe raising awareness on the bullshit of climate change, meaning like the fact that there's man-made, like would that help? Like most of the these cataclysms now in america i'm like oh another fake hurricane another fake mm -hmm. storm how much do you think the population is waking up to to that aspect do you think there is any awareness being raised about that this is 
man-made climate change. I mean, they're going to have to admit it because China does it openly. Right. Really? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. India gets mad at China for stealing its rain. So, I mean, they have like, I read a CNN article a few years ago, like China just launches 900 weather drones. So like we're conspiracy theories because we're not allowed to talk about it yet. And then right. when it comes to us, and we will be allowed to talk about it, but we'll be crazy thinking it happened before it was announced. But whatever. Is there, is, there an, is there an acceptance of geoengineering? I mean, Mexico's president supposedly stopped the the chemtrails because there was a, a company in Baja called Make Sunsets and he was like fuck that and hmm. and that's I I wish but I I think that people aren't ready for that conversation you know it's 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 what do you, it's hard to want to admit wow they're spraying stuff from the sky like people just are in denial I think just really about everything it's like it's hard to want to believe these things and so they're like you're just a conspiracy theorist and like well you can just dig deeper and find out for yourself that it's all true but yeah you're gonna look at the world like a whole lot different and then it's not gonna be as fun anymore I'm sorry but <laughs> you know like I I see it come over my house there's one that they do and it's like one perfect, it looks like a fucking rocket launch and it goes over the hill and it's one perfect and then it disperses everywhere. And I mean, I don't think that they're ready for, I don't know. Maybe they will one day. So maybe, I, I hope. maybe I was being, being hopeful. Like when I, I, I hope <laughs> when I get, well, into, here's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say one thing that I've heard recently is like, I get into Ubers and I'll say, wow, those fragrances, they're toxic. They, they cause cancer. And yeah. the answers that I get is like, everything causes cancer. Okay. I hate that answer. <laughs> black pill. Sorry, go These ahead. <laughs> so all I was going to say is like, there's some people are talking, a few of my tweets are mentioning this theory and it's like a second order effect where people who disobeyed the barriers yeah. survived, right? That's the that's what we're hearing. And I'm thinking that we're getting to where they're weaponizing conspiracy theorists, maybe like the way the Hungarian revolution, they were like, everybody who's afraid, you know, everybody who wants to fight back, show yourself and we will help you. And then we didn't help them. And they were, they revealed themselves to the communists and we were all slaughtered. So I'm just wondering if there are, like they actually are cultivating even just resistance. Like I'm always baffled by the fact that the unvaccinated people would have an advantage, you know, like that thing just still, I can't really crack the code, but this reminds me of that. I, I yeah, that's, I mean, I, <laughs> I would wish, I would hope I, you know, is it a setup and, and that you're getting corralled? Like they're like, well, they don't have the numbers, right? They have 35% of the numbers. So if there is a war and they put their colors on because they think they can win, we'll be able to just mow them down. That's a little black pill, but I'm just saying it's one of many possibilities. I'm just well, speculating. Wasn't it only like 8% that won the Revolutionary War or something? It was a, it was a very small percent of the population that actually fought against the British. The irate most, minority, yes. Most people were completely complacent, like didn't give yeah. one shit. I was going to so, say, yeah. maybe we should look at the Czechoslovakian Velvet Revolution and what they did in terms of forming an immediate counter economy and a number of parallel structures. And that's what got them to eventually break the backs of the communists there because they went after them in the only manner of attack 
or terrorism or direct war or kinetic war that you can think of, which is economic. And they said, we're not going to use your fucking money anymore. Ricky, we have to do the parallel systems union of the unwanted. Yes. Maybe Steve can, uh, we'll get can parallel name Mike names. from Europe. Definitely parallel Mike. He's my fave, but you also oh, have yeah. bros and Bush, and I'm sure Steve knows people. That's a good yeah, for sure. I'm all for it. In two weeks, did you guys did you right. guys see that the par- some of the weird parallels with the with the shoe Schwab fire and the roads sort of getting blocked from not necessarily from escape, but there's some really weird stuff going on with the Canadian uh, environmental groups and the, uh, the 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 RCMP, like not allowing people to cross the bridge back to bring supplies and water pumps and stuff. It's like they're I mean, in Canada especially, I mean, it's like they just take over and don't let the public even save their it's, own houses. It's, ID, you know? it's IDF shit, Graham. It's the, like, that's the same shit the Israeli defense forces do as part of routine training exercises. what they do in Gaza. It's what they do. It's what they train the LAPD to do. It's what they train all of the major U.S. police departments to do. Block off cordon, kettle deny entry deny exit what uh and can i just say sir that i am very pleased to see you lean into your tim conway arc it, it is <laughs> it, heartwarming it's weird it's weird to see it i mean and they, they can't give many answers they're like this i'm just doing my job i don't know why it's happening right people are trying to talk to them like i don't know why we're just supposed to stop anybody from crossing the bridge to bring help to your your neighbors you know that's why i think it's hypnosis or something like it's just can i I want to share a, uh, I'm just doing my job story that like I, I've been holed up, right? I have had an accident injury. So I've been holed up and like the side of my hair is, is uh, growing out. So there's a barber shop and I'm like, Hey, can you help a sister out? Like, can I use your shaver? And they're like, no, we can't let you use it. I'm like, okay, so how much should you charge me? And I'm like, they said 35 bucks. I'm like, what? This small little patch of hair you're going to, and I, I'm like, dude, just let me use it. He's like, there's cameras my boss is watching. And two places said my boss is watching. And I'm like, is this, this is, I want to say, what the fuck, man? You can't help like a sister out. And my boss is just doing my job. Like, it's so nuts. Sorry, I just had it's to. A good, it, it's a good uh, thing to remind yourself, though, every now and then. But- that you're just that, that people like- will do what they're told to do by somebody in a position of authority. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah, Fauci, a couple of years ago, you Peter Ho- said there's, there's a camera in the fucking barbershop. Yeah. They, they, people know they're being watched. They behave differently and they need that job. We it's were talking so nice on the show this morning the yeah. about flyering member old school flyering and shit like that the flying bill covering up billboards fight club style with what's your job in the stanford prison experiment today what's your role what what is it well well i i tried to sell, send a package by fedex the other day and they i had to give a government issued id and and the guy was like because somebody tried to sell send a bomb i was like really I mean, what if they wanted to do this for another reason? Obviously, they're just going to say that. And the guy was like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and I want to just say, Charlie, I do. I don't want to sound like a dick and like jeopardize someone's job. But I just feel like the the air of kindness 
of helping one another is being stimmied on on purpose. I also had like I was having a conversation with someone I lost touch with and they're like, didn't you know better to not speak out? And I'm like, did you forget that three years ago we had something called freedom of speech? Like, is that how it is now? Like, come on, Winston, you should know better. You should be in your corner writing on a notepad. Like, have people forgotten? Like, I think I think that they were. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's going to get worse. I mean, these yeah. big companies and corporations. I mean, you can't even get through to somebody to be flexible. I mean, uh, we we got we got uh, we got deleted recently from Audible. We had ninety, almost a hundred audio audiobooks on Audible, and, no and it's because our KDP account got taken down. So you're dealing with AI all the time, right? And then they'll just stop answering you. You get to a person, but the person's not much better. They're just following these weird protocols, like. I don't think this is sustainable with all these big companies that can't, you can't have any personal service or any kind of flexibility at all. Another thing is like, let's say like on Uber eats, like now, you know, I've been having to rely on food being delivered and I'm, I express myself. So there's people that don't speak English or they're not at home and I, I'll express myself now. I've expressed myself too much. So they're not looking at it individual. I'm just not able to get any refunds or any credit. I'm, you know, and I'm already using another name because I'm already banned on, on a lot of these places. So I have to use a pseudonym. Yep. That's what, I'm that's exercising my rights. That's, I'm, that's I'm not like obedient. Yeah. What's your fake We're name? right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I just met somebody yesterday who's, who's, I think she went she had to text like 14 times to VRBO to try and get like $6,000 back. And now she's got to write a huge letter. I mean, you can't even get any real service. Like, But this this can't keep going like this. It's just not sustainable. Guys, do you, do you think this is just going to be a false flag? Like all these fires, these uh, they're going to have hurricanes. I mean, obviously, we, we all believe and understand that they can manipulate the weather they do manipulate the weather and then just blame it all on climate change and then just push that agenda i just had an amazing conversation with david ike about this about climate terrorism yeah what a concept and how effective it is you take all the stuff that you you learn about normal terrorism and then you take all the bullshit science of, of climate change and you blend them together and then you pin the blame on whoever you want, make it happen, allow it to happen, put policies in place that make it exponentially worse and then go, see, we told you there was a climate emergency and that, you, and that we need to uh, uh, lock you down. It's for your safety, of course. They do the same thing with guns. You know, They'll just keep being shootings until you think that there's a gun problem. Because they'll just keep orchestrating shootings. Yeah. They'll keep being fires until you think there's a fucking climate change problem. You know, keep being viruses until you think you got to get vaccines. (laughs) In in the report from Iron Mountain, it said that you they would do computer computer models to see how many such events would have to happen before you would get a wholesale redirection of um, opinion, public opinion towards policy. So they don't even have to hype it up. They like. I mean, that's what they said 55 years ago or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is sad. Uh, Wizzy, hey, you, you just joined us. <laughs> Wizzy, hey. Wizzy. Why is it sad? Hello. He seems to be very pleasant appearing. I we love Wizzy. Yeah, I, meant that, I, 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 meant, I didn't mean he was I sad. I mean, the conversation was like, ah, yeah. I'm, I'm no, sorry. I had a 15-hour work day, and I just barely got in. Uh, no, I used to um, 
I was a hotshot firefighter back in my younger days. Did that for many years. And so anytime wildfire news hits, obviously I'm interested and curious what's going on. Um, and just seeing some of the preliminary pictures is the whole thing sketchy. I know you guys touched on um, the blue not being affected, but the thing that catches my eye is how many trees and bushes nearby nuked cars were, were virtually untouched. Uh, I was in the Angeles uh, wildfire back in 2009, and we were assigned to protect the Mount Wilson Observatory. And that was really like an island of green. Everything else was nuked. And every, you know, the fire was so intense that all the trees basically turned into ash. And I was like, holy shit, how, how hot must have that been? Because, I mean, when you go to a campfire, for example, and you put a log in, that thing will burn all damn night. Sometimes a little bit gets burnt. I mean, it takes a lot, a tremendous amount of heat uh, to turn a, a damn trees into ash. And when I see the pictures here, you see the cars completely nuked, but bushes untouched. What the hell's going on here? And I don't know if you guys went over this or not. Um, I was listening to it on, on the way home. But when you contain a fire, when a fire is contained, that means it's, you know, it's deemed that's not going to be spreading anywhere. You assign people to watch over it so that it doesn't flare up. And given the windy uh, conditions of that day, how the hell did, was it, you know, it's kind of like the Epstein shit where the cameras failed, you know, in, in a wildfire situation where, all right, uh, it's contained and we're not going to watch it anymore. And then it flares up again. Get the hell out of here. There's just so many things that aren't adding up. And then uh, you guys probably went over this already, but you know, the, uh, one of the cops there from uh, Pelletier from the Las Vegas shooting, uh, give me Le uh, Lena uh, Wynn vibes where, you know, she was yes. uh, the doctor at, at uh, the Boston Marathon and then becomes the the spokesperson for COVID. Um, so many damn red flags. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. And like I said, just given the my my past firefighting experience is just I, I this fishy shit is going on for sure. Wheezy. So have you seen in other fires like glass out of windshields and in the car melt glass melted? Is that typical for a forest fire? No, well, when we do forest fires, it, most of the time it's you don't come across those things. Huh? No, no, no. Um, a lot of times we're fighting fires. It's only the big ones that make the news. Uh, we, we, most of the times we're um, at lightning strike fires in the middle of freaking nowhere, mm. uh, it, things along those lines. Um, and that's the other thing too. A lot of the shit you hear on the news, you can't, you can't take it. I, I remember when I was doing it, my wife would be worried, you know, with all the shit she was hearing on the news. I'm like, it's nothing like that. It's it's chill. It's calm, you know. I mean, we're busting our ass, but it 
the way the media would spin it, you know, it's kind of like when a hurricane hits and these guys are blowing, you know, the, the wind is blowing them away and everything. And then behind them, there's some people just casually walking uh, past them. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It, it's again, it, I, I did this for many years and, and none of this stuff is adding up so far. Weezy, I'm just curious why uh why are BLM fires less dangerous? BLM, <laughs> I, I got you, I got you. Good one, good one. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's uh, it's protected class fire. <laughs> well, Ricky with the jokes, because technically those fires count as reparations. That's that's what it is. Hmm. Although I think the you'll find Mike that the logs to the Amos Center did the same thing as the Epstein guards. They were probably asleep that night. There was a little, you know, disruption, a little power surge, perhaps that uh, that caused them to to not be able to remember what what they did for that particular amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then. Uh, what about the? Did you guys cover already the the person that was supposed to be sounding the alarms and ended up not sounding the alarms because he's he worried that people would run towards a fire? That is the lamest excuse I've ever heard. Uh, and then, it's, you know, and, and it took them a week to think of that. It took them one week to think of that excuse. <laughs> and the there's nothing automatic excuse. like my house <laughs> you know like i don't have to press the fire alarm <laughs> someone told him someone oh, no. told that person not to sound the alarm who okay. is that per all these people there needs to oh. be a, there needs to be a federal hearing they need to be all drummed up under oath in front of everyone and they just need to like this is if the, our government had any sort of guts that they would do this, but no, it's not, nothing like that's going to happen. So it mistakes has to happen to state were level. made, Mike. Mistakes were made. We're charting a, a course forward to right. a new world order. My bad, I forgot. There was but, a fake report that they did that, right? Did you see that? The fake? I think it was fake that like the FBI or whatever arrested some people. Did you not see that? Mm -mm. Yeah, the like FBI is there. Real news. It was going everywhere oh, that great. these two people were arrested and um, or suspended or whatever. But I think it was fake which goes to this thing that they are definitely feeding us stuff to latch onto to inflate the conspiracy stuff so that it gets you know tainted yeah yeah no, why is the fbi there plus because it's a crime scene well it's a fucking domestic attack that's why that's why they're, they're the cover-up squad though yeah that's exactly yeah, right. I, mean, I mean they're just making sure there's no I mean, they're going around and knocking on my friends' doors who've got too many videos of blue shit. They know exactly. But that I mean we know. the but this mainstream narrative, this is just a normal wildfire caused by climate change. What does the right. FBI have to do with that? Exactly. They're very well, concerned about Mike, the climate. That's a, a very good question, and the unfortunate thing is, is that we can't comment while the investigation is ongoing. However, if you'll refer to our public affairs liaison, she'll assist you with any and all of the available information that we have, and you're also welcome to go to our website. There you go. There's a real non-answer answer.
Who put what the fence up? Are there? What other agencies are there? Because a lot of times there are also drills, right? So is, is the United Nations there or NATO in any way, shape, or form? Probably. <laughs> because I, mean, I, I would, would be very I would interested assume. to know if you well, if if either of those groups were were had some sort of presence, had some sort of conference, had some sort of reason to be in the area. I may be misremembering, but I I could have swore I read a headline that Bulgaria sent assistance in some way, or, or is there another yeah. nation that's nice of them? They sent those mini homes, I think. Those were those FEMA concentration camp boxes that well, they maybe sent. not the greatest housework. I mean, I guess it's a yeah. it's something. Right. It's more than, guys, it's more I, than I'm so sorry. I got it. <laughs> hey, let's do this. Let's wrap this up. Uh, uh, Shelby, why don't you uh, promote Unjected? Talk about it. Uh, let everybody know where they can find it and how they can help out and support and stay involved oh, with what you're doing there because I think it's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. So, Unjected, un you can find us unjected.com. Uh, we used we used to be an app uh, that was, of course, removed by the powers that be due to misinformation uh, from the COVID pandemic. So now we are just a .com. Um, but we're for anybody who has not had the COVID nineteen jab, whether it's for dating, friendships, uh, community. We also have blood and fertility uh, donors and listings as well. Uh, so we are just trying to protect the world and protect the uh, the the fertile humans left. And yes. so we actually have our members attest to their unvaccination status by affidavit. Uh, and you have to say that you understand that it's sexual misconduct if you lie to inject it about being vaccinated. Uh, and so, you know, we just want to make sure that people are um, you know, staying safe. We know that shedding is dangerous and we know that this was a biological weapon un unleashed on humanity and we need to make sure that we we protect ourselves uh in the future generations to come so well, check we us appreciate out it. It, <laughs> you don't need to tell us we had dr robert malone on here and dr peter mccullough thanks to yeah. uh, years ago two years ago right when we when this thing first kicked off we understood where this was going we feel like you know it's a it's kind of a sick sign of where things are that we need this service but we yeah. definitely do and we're so grateful that you're there to thanks. Uh, promote it thanks we actually just teamed up with the wellness company so that's actually where dr peter mccullough hangs his hat over there yep. um and bless him he's been such a huge supporter uh but yeah, they actually just redid our uh, infrastructure and our back end. And so now we have uh, all brand new tech. We actually just relaunched just last month again. So um, I implore everyone to check it out if they haven't seen it. And uh, we are doing a new new thing where ladies are free. So ladies, you're free. It's like ladies night every day, all day over there. <laughs> That's nice. What is a woman? Um, <laughs> Scott Armstrong from Rebunked was here as well. He invited you. It was so great of him to, I got a chance to see him in, uh, Austin at the American Liberty awesome. Awards. Also got a chance to see, since we're speaking of Dr. Peter McCullough, on two different occasions, people fainted in the audience, saw that. jumped up, and Rob Dew is on the microphone going, sir, I understand you're having, you're in the middle of a seizure or something, but like, boy, <laughs> is it your lucky it day. Live. I was <laughs> so McCullough scared was for you guys. was helping him out, so. I was like, are the vents open? I was like, is something coming in the building? I was like, open the doors. I was like texting uh, Scott. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was wild, but they did such a good job, and Scott did such a great job too and we got to go hang out at barton creek with the info wars guys which was pretty Amazing. fucking awesome not gonna Amazing. not gonna well, lie so 
blessed to have Scott on our injected team. And uh, I'm, I'm so thankful he invited me to come hang out with you guys. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, Steve Poikinen's doing the funniest uh, AM morning show in the world. Just ask him. He'll tell you. Right, Steve? Well, I mean, that's not my opinion. Many people are saying, Charlie, many people. Sources saying, close to the show say. Correct. <laughs> correct. So I, I'm just I'm humbly accepting that praise Monday through uh, Thursday, uh, 7 to 10 Pacific Rockfin Rumble. You guys go to amwakeupshow.com. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter. I, I host a monthly meetup for people that live in or around Sonoma County, but I'm hoping that other people start doing the same where they live. Uh, we do a lot of really cool stuff on the show. Currently, every Wednesday, friend of the union of the unwanted T. Snyder comes through and we try to encourage people to do, uh, stuff in real three dimensions with one another that involves conversations and sharing information and maybe even having a, a little bit of fun along the way. We have an event coming up. It is officially slated for uh, uh, November 4th in Pueblo, Colorado that at the Blowback Gallery that uh, is going to be a carnival-type uh, atmosphere, conspiracy-based. We're hoping to see some of uh, some familiar faces there in person or or perhaps remotely. Um, and then uh, every Thursday, quick uh, Texas Slim from the Beef Initiative comes through. Uh, if you're familiar with the No Agenda podcast, you you know all about Slim. Slim comes in. We uh, we educate people on how to localize your your food supply. And uh, hopefully extricate yourself a little bit more from the technocratic, satanic pedophiles that try to make decisions about our lives. Thanks as yeah, I like to get away now. from them. We can. <laughs> Be a good idea. Um, Monica, what's cooking? What's cooking with deep dives? Yes. Well, deep dives is about to get back on track. I had a crazy summer of, uh, you know, family responsibilities. Not very interesting. However, I am raring to go with some weekly deep dives on stuff like this. I wish I was there on the ground to uncover all these little uh, anomalies myself. But I've got tons and tons of old ones that you can listen to uh, at monicasdeepdives.com and rockfin.com slash deep dives. Right on. Monica, I saw you on the list for Narcopoco. Oh, or I'm sorry, uh, Miriam. I meant sorry. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I didn't know. Miriam, <laughs> yeah, I meant Miriam. I'm very excited to go to Anarchapulco, and it's going to be the 10 year anniversary. I know. So I hope people out there and people here, as always, it's it's a pleasure to be included in the union of the unwanted. Um, it was great having Shelby. I I missed my affidavit today to join the injected. So I can find a partner. I would like to manifest that now that my book of three years has been submitted. After three long years, I've finally submitted a draft of my book, George Floyd, a multi-layered psyop examined, which will be a hundred times more truth bombs than the movie. And, uh, so I can't wait. It's, it's un unbelievable also the amount of time that it's freed up. Um, in my psyche because every day it would be like I have to work on the book I need to work on the book so I'm very proud um, I think get to that promote it yes once it's out that I'm still waiting for a draft but yes I will promote it and I, I think that in the future I will be switching from doing a show to um, which is now on Truth Lives it's called Truth Lives here on Rockfin and Rumble I think I'll be pivoting to use my uh, 
my background is a functional medicine to work one-on-one with vaccine injured people, anyone that wants to check out a protocol um, for detox, protocol detox from the COVID-19 vaccine. You can check out miriamhenane.com. You can still buzz on over to honeycolony.com. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be here as always. Right on. Graham, uh, people should go to adultbrain.ca anyway instead of Audible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially now, yeah. I mean, we, I, uh, we are trying to get our books back through Audible with less royalty, but we, we did get like we get, did get shut down. So I had Oof. like 90, 100 audiobooks. Um, so we've been scrambling and, and we didn't really get paid for them all yet. It looks like some of that is coming, but we don't know. I mean, it's very hard to get straight answers. So we've got like June sales and we just got something this afternoon which looks like our july sales so i can i can actually buy some food now but anyways there's a we we have a good book out just recently the fallacy of vaccination from 1899 and i mean i can't believe this isn't more popular i mean this is like the same stuff we're dealing with 125 years ago from alexander wilder so it's a short book but we've now created this whole podcast so Adult Brain Audiobook Podcast. It's got like a few free ones in there every month and $7.77 per month for as many as you want. You can download them all. I mean, all kinds of great authors. H.G. Yeah, Wells, man. you know, Blavatsky. Dude, uh, if you're somebody that drives a lot or travels a lot or works out in the yard or whatever, man, why wouldn't you just go get some of these? Do you yeah, read them, Graham? Books. You guys have a great yeah, little niche there, do, taking these yeah, old yeah. books, these classics totally. that everybody knows about. And yeah. Do John Coleman. I was going to, I I was trying to find the the rights, but it seems copyrighted. I was trying to get a hold of their, the publisher and all that. I really wanted to do that one, but. If you could read me Sir Francis Bacon, I'd love that. Thank you. He's in here. We've got him. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to sign up. Who reads I read them? them. Who's your narrator? Got some guest narrators too. I I read a lot of them. I read. That's what I, I do every day. This narrate. has been my job. So it was I want to guest narrate too. Super <laughs> scary to like to be canceled by them, right? Like just knowing that like they can just like shut you down. There's no arguments. There's like okay, they don't tell you just no. If no. you offend KDP, they just shut your account down. That's yeah. it. There's no getting it back. What's KDP? If there's a book with yeah, a Kindle publishing. Direct Publishing, Amazon's um, Smashwords Amazon's. Ca- canceled me. Graham, they took all my ebooks and just scrubbed my my profile. <laughs> it's so. If weird. If there's a book with a ton of people in it, can we do a union of the um wanted table read yeah, for yeah. it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. With so, Sam Tripoli doing character voices. Yeah, so we do have a solution now. I mean, at least we have the podcast. Plus, we have another way to go through all these other... So the books will go out. Actually, this is going to be a blessing. I mean, honestly, it's going to be a blessing because they're going to get out to all these other places besides Audible because now it's we don't have the exclusivity anymore. And it, and yeah. it looks like they're going to get into Audible through through the non-exclusive route, hopefully. So, yeah. Cool. Hey, Graham, well, what can we put in the show description to help you out? Which ones can we put in the show description of this episode? That'll break. Well, put the geez, put the the link I put in here uh, in the chat there. Um, the fallacy of vaccination by adultbrain.ca there, if you want. Even adultbrain.ca is the best way to to get it. Or you can just yeah. search adultbrain audiobook podcast now too. Right but, on, man. Yeah, so, thanks, go get I, those. I really appreciate you being being on and being able to talk about it. Yeah, well, we we love that you're doing it. People need to find out about these books, and we get busy, and it's like, well, here's an. Now you don't have an excuse, right? Uh, Wheezy, what's cooking with Wheezy Truth? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're muted, Wheezy. Oh, you muted. 
You just misgendered me, Chally. How dare you? I'm Ricky's princess. Uh, no, I I am the host of the What is Truth podcast. Uh, I try to get exquisite guests week in and week out. And so um, I talk a lot of shit. I'm a little rough around the edges, but we have good times. We have good shows. So just search What is Truth podcast on your favorite podcast player, Rockfin, Odyssey, all that jazz. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming. Um, Sam Tripoli does the funniest conspiracy show in the world, Tinfoil Hat. Go follow that. He does about six others as well. You know where to find it. Over at Rockfin, that's a good place for it. Ricky, um, Dr. Brian Hooker, huh? Yeah, yeah. He he returned to the show. He He's awesome. Um, if people aren't familiar with him, he was the one who kind of exposed or highlighted the CDC whistleblower story. And then he has a new book that he actually is coming out tomorrow so many of you who are listening to this on tuesday uh the 29th uh the book will be available on amazon it's vaxxed unvaxxed let the science speak i believe is the full title and uh it's just uh it's him and robert kennedy jr it's a great book i definitely support their work he also has a show on the children health defense uh, website, a, a uh, podcast he does, but I think you can also find those episodes on Rumble. I think I'm almost positive you can find it there. But yeah, great, great podcast. I also just had Dr. Je- Jessica Rose back on recently, Dr. Peter McCullough back on recently. And uh, yeah, always ha- try to get some I- interesting guests and, and some great returning guests to rippleeffectpodcast.com. And uh, that's where you can find all those links. So uh, connect with me. And if you want to see my unvaccinated children, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And, uh, you know, if you want to see pictures of my kids and see what healthy kids look like when they're not vaccinated. They're very healthy. They're winning soccer championships, I see. Yes, yes. They're uh, they're mentally and physically at at least average. (laughs) Listen. It's a victory these days. Um, Mike, what's going on in the world of Arby's and OBDM? Uh, same old shit. Yeah. Just go to obdmpod.com, rbigdumbmouth.com. It's, it's a very divisive show. People either like it or they don't. I don't know what to tell you. Promoting. You're it's promoting. a great show, man. It's fun. No, it's a, it's a fun show to it's do. It's just show. crazy. You know, we have fast food news and we talk about devastatingly depressive conspiracy stories and current events and UFOs. It's just all over the place. It's a roller coaster of hilarity. <laughs> it, it's it's like you're it's like a, just a normal person's brain. You know, we're seeing oh, wow. a bunch of stuff, thinking about all kinds of crazy shit, thinking about uh, Arby's uh, macroaggressions. I had Doctor Shiva on this week. He hates everybody, and he'll let you know it, man. <laughs> Holy shit. He called every single person every name in the book on the interview. So check that out for sure. Next week, David Icke is on. We talked about directed energy. We talked about uh, weather and climate uh, terrorism, which was fantastic. So thanks, everybody. Thank oh, you. He- Dr. Shiva was on AM Wake Up. Great episode. If you want to go back and uh, check that out, the archives are available. He did very much similar. Just talk yeah, yeah, I'm sure he told called everybody every you know, told them to fuck off, <laughs> called them a shill. Hilarious. Yeah, he did on a. Let's have him on this show. Let's uh. Let's oh see yeah, him. I'd love to. Yeah. Everybody but hates it. <laughs> he canceled on me ten minutes before he personally called me to tell me that he was he was jet lagged, and. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I was jet lagged. Oh, and by the way, I hate you too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
the dynamic between T. Snyder and Dr. Shiva and the 17 billion syllables that took place between the two and a half minutes that T. was trying to, you know, get a question out and then Shiva starting his circular breathing answer is just beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, and I had T's on the radio show on Saturday, too. So we're I'm in this T's Shiva stream of consciousness with you, Steve. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Weezy. Bye. Thanks, Steve. Much love.